What's up, Cuzzies? This is the Coaster Cuzzies Podcast. Another great show coming at your face. We've got Parker joining in to talk different topics with us. Logan's here. I'm here. And Mitch is with us in spirit, sending in recordings from the country of Europe. Oh, it's a continent. I'm an American. It's okay. But anyways, I hope you enjoy the show. It's going to be a good time. Uh, just sit on back and listen to that cuzzies in your ear. Coach Bro, I don't know if that was planned or not, but that was beautifully scripted out there and delivered. I love that uh, European joke. Yeah, did you know that Europe is a continent? Who knew? <laughs> the Canadians knew. We knew. Uh, we actually have a good education. The, the Canadians all knew, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Americans, we don't despise any other country in the world. <laughs> not even France? For no, I mean... I got no beef with, with no, France. France is cool. I mean, Quebec might, but I ain't got beef with France. Hmm. You guys are too nice. Hey, it's good to see you all. We got uh, Parker's Hello. here, which is exciting. Parker, you've been been doing some contributing for us. Mitch goes out of town and it's like, hey, let's hit up Parker. Let's have him join an actual show. Here. Oh, it's great so, because instead of yelling at my car you. radio, I, I can actually yell at you guys. So thanks for uh, giving me a face to yell at. <laughs> <laughs> you just listen to the show and then like put in your two cents and uh, you know, it just doesn't ever make exactly, it on air. Exactly. Do. It doesn't get me anywhere, but... <laughs> you get to hear my concerns in real time well that's fantastic hey what have you guys been up to you been up to anything uh of, of note to, to update the listeners on yeah well i mean for me uh, i guess my biggest kind of thing that i've been going through right now is i've been getting ready to go back to school i'm applying for my master's so Ooh. that's been exciting it's taken a lot of time and wow. energy lately but yeah, I mean, it's pretty much guaranteed that I'm going back. The master's is kind of like just kind of a formal rubber stamp of approval, but I still had to do a lot of essays, answer a lot of questions, but I got that all done last night. So that's going on for me. Um, other than that, I've been to a couple parks already. I've been to Cedar Point uh, once and Canada's Wonderland twice so far this season. And I feel like every other day I'm booking off more time off of work for future trips down the road this summer. So yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Glad you're padding up the schedule. That's good to hear. And congrats on the knowledge. Oh That's um, exciting stuff as well. We got we got to get some brains around here at Coaster. Yeah, Games. yeah, we're kind of lacking. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, what have you been up to, man? Um, well, I got uh, a trip coming up this weekend after this drops on the Tuesday, so I'll be out in friggin' Moose Jaw of all places watching the World Para Hockey Championships. Because, awesome. yeah, I don't know. It's just, I have no idea what to really expect with it. I saw that periods were 15 minutes instead of 20, and that's all the knowledge I'm going in with. So I'm going to have a blast down there. Going to do the historic Tunnels of Moose Jaw. All the Canadians, I'm sure, know much about that. And everybody else probably does not, because Moose Jaw is kind of the middle of nowhere, Canada, as well as me. Is Moose Jaw a country? <laughs> it's a continent. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I don't what know any. You? I have no idea what Moose Jaw is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 just a dumpy little city in Saskatchewan. I mean, most cities are pretty dumpy in this province, but uh, we enjoy it for what it is, and it should be a nice little weekend trip. Um, what about you, though, Coast Bro? You're finally back on recording. You're not uh, tied up with the house. Yeah, so uh, I'm not tied up with the house, but then like all my free time goes to the house, and then like you like. Like you panic, spill some cereal, and you just clean the shit out of it. And I've been up to that. Um, you know, it's just been a lot of that at the moment and unpacking still. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot more nerve-wracking than renting. Uh, renting, you just, you know, you, you spill something. You don't worry too much about it. It's just, okay, there's just a spill there now. But now it's like this is the house you bought. So um, we're just panic cleaning every second. It's great. <laughs> Homeownership's fantastic. <laughs> And I haven't been to my home park of World's Fun yet um, because as of this recording, and we're recording this a little early, um, but Zambi Zinger has been, um, you know, pushed mm. back. And I'm not going to the park until that thing opens. So I hear all of I did hear one you day. say home park, though. Well, I'm, I'm calling it my home park for now um, just because I did buy the season pass. And this year it's going to be my home park because I got a new coaster. Next year, 
Can't guarantee that. It's probably going to be Silver Dollar City Fair again. Enough. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how I go. Interesting. Oh, hey. okay. Well, bef- before we throw this into the actual show here, I, I think I hear some ringing. You hear that, Coaster Bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it. Okay, so it's not just ringing my ears, Parker. Oh, you I'm hear the ringing too. too. Okay. Oh, oh. It looks like it's Mitch calling in from uh, the continent or the country of Europe, I should say. Uh, let's see what Mitch has to say. Do we have to. Hello, everyone. It is. What is it? It's May 19th today. I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but I am in Germany. I am just outside of Rust, Germany. I hope Coaster Bro and Logan are keeping the podcast alive without me. I know it's difficult. I know it's tough. I've been in Europe for like one or two days now, and like I understand that the podcast is falling apart, but guys, you really need to keep it together without me. So I think um, what I'm going to do is going to send some clips just to help you guys out. Just kidding. Just kidding. I The podcast is in great hands. Can't wait to listen to what they are doing. But I thought that I would do something that I did back in California. I've done a couple times of giving kind of live updates as they happen of uh, parks and coasters and things like that. So um, I was hoping to do it inside Europa Park, but I totally forgot about it. Um, and I also went to Trips Drill, but I it is the evening now. It's 10.47 p.m. And uh, we'll do kind of a little bit of a recap fresh in the brain. Um, and uh hope you guys like it. I keep try to keep it nice and short. But first of all is Trips Drill. So we weren't actually planning on going to this park, but just because of the way the park landed where we flew into is at was that was in a place called Stuttgart, which is in southwestern Germany. Um, and that's the, was the closest closest airport ish to Europa Park. But also the fact that we can pick up a rental car there could easily get there from London, where I met my friend. And just outside of Stuttgart, actually north of it, is Trips Drill. And it's kind of a small family-owned park. And we knew it was in that area, but we kind of didn't – we weren't planning on going because our flight landing in Stuttgart was supposed to be a lot later. But then it actually got canceled and moved to much earlier. So we got to go – we had some time. So into Trips Drill, I was extremely jet-lagged. <laughs> but it was an absolutely beautiful day. That park is so charming. It's so lovely. I would recommend it to anyone in the area. It is so lush. Like, it's just full of plants and trees. It's in the middle of, like, vineyards area. It was so cool. So well-themed. Um, I think, like, it was the it was the best parts of, like, Dollywood, Silver Dollar City, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Like, the best parts of them all at once. Um, and I really, really loved it. So I think the overall atmosphere of the park was amazing. The rides were completely, took me completely by surprise. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to clarify for the rest of the trip. I'm going to butcher all names. So I hope everyone bears with me. Um, please don't send me hate, but if you do, please tag me in comments so you can increase my engagement. So, um, the Vacoma suspended like family looping coach, like the new version of the SLC, Habs, Hans Uberkampf or whatever it is, is amazing totally unexpected crazy airtime like never had that kind of air like airtime before but hang time on the inversions positive g's on the helix incredible and smooth Karacha was my first ever gerslauer infinity coaster i'd never seen so prefacing this i've never seen a pov of any coaster at trips drill or europa park so all of this was a complete surprise to me and Karacha insane i'm not going to ruin the surprises because it is out of control amazing and i've never been on a gerslauer infinity coaster before and then of course like that one has a lap bar unlike the Eurofighter, so it was smooth but it was insane it was like ejector airtime is insane i loved it um and then a couple other weird rides a really weird mammoth wooden coaster which was really really weird i don't really know even know who was made by um, but it was fun. Um, a really great wild mouse coaster. And then that family boomerang coaster, which wasn't, I wasn't really a big fan of. And so sorry, Logan didn't ride the Tivoli. We had limited time and didn't want to. So overall, amazing park. I would go back, but, um, moving on to the next one is Europa Park. That was today. Unfortunately, it is like a school holiday in Germany or something like that. So it was fucking slammed. 
Um, so it, at first we were like a little discouraged, like wandering around the park. But once we had a good lunch, sat down and the crowds dispersed a bit, um, it turned out to be a really, really good day. But overall thoughts in the park is like it took the theming and the beauty, beautiful setting of Tripstrail and just turn it up to a million. It was everywhere was beautiful. Everything had attention to detail. Um, every single ride had theming multiple, multiple dark rides. I think there are three Omnimover attractions, which is insane but every land was beautiful so different um i don't know how i'm going to go back to north american parks europa park is just that perfect and beautiful um the food at europa park is amazing i mean just not even just the vegan options but everything else like every kind of thing you would want there's more traditional german food which is what i really wanted but every kind of food which i loved but overall with the rides um, I mean, there's so many. There's 13 coasters and there's a bunch of dark rides. Maybe I'll talk about my hits and misses, first of all, so I don't have to kind of list them all in order in a listicle here. Um, top ones, of course, would be Wodan, um, like God Tier. If you saw my Instagram story, God Tier GCI for sure. Up there with Mystic and Thunderhead for me. Wow. Um, I really like Euromir, totally unexpected. Anyone who's been on kind of like Sierra Sidewinders kind of knows, and, and I guess even Time Traveler at Subadala City, but Euromir was just like out of control. It was so aggressive and great soundtrack. Um, Blue Fire was good, 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 not great. I think it has a really good launch and also a really good hang time moment. Um, and then, like, yeah, a couple others, like I really liked the um, indoor Eurosat was really cool. I love that. Um, and yeah, I think that was like kind of my highlights for coasters, lowlights. I mean, there's not really any lowlights. I mean, like the wild mouse was fine. Their, their coaster, I guess isn't even a lowlight, but their coaster Arthur was super unique, super themed. So loved that. Um, and then dark ride wise, I think the pirates in Batavia was really cool. It was very clearly ripped off, ripped off of Pirates of the Caribbean, which I didn't mind. It was, I loved it. And then the other one was this like weird dinosaur one, which was really cool. I love that. So um, overall, the dark rides are great. But um, and I went on a water ride for um, uh, like what like one of the water coasters Poseidon. But overall, um, we've got ten of the thirteen coasters today. So tomorrow just need three more. Didn't go on Silver Star. It was I had a crazy line. So that's tomorrow. Atlantic is Super Splash, and then just the Kitty Coaster, and then I'll have Park Completion. But until that amazing looking new coaster opens next year. It's a, if you have the chance to go to Europa Park, go, especially in 2024 when that new coaster opens. It's an amazing park. But I think overall, I think just like it, it's it's crowded, it's busy, but on like a just a normal day, it'd be a perfect park. But overall, wanted to check in and uh, can't wait to check in further and hope everyone is having a great month of May or June when this comes out and chat with you later. Bye. I'll be to Zane. Wow. Pretty awesome. This is a, I'm, I'm excited for Mitch. This is a, this is a really fun trip. I've, I've always wanted to go to trips drill. It's always been a part for me that I've just been excited for. And Europa park is just voted as one of the best parks. And I mean, as the best park in the world. So ex- I'm excited to hear more from Mitch when he comes back about the, the dark ride collection there, which a lot of people don't talk about the coaster collection which a lot of people talk about um but yeah i'm excited to hear more about him and, and that trip that, that trip sounds amazing so um we miss you mitch we, we really do to various levels but Keep we down. do miss you. Down. <laughs> all right so the, the beef of this show or the beans and rice of this show um we can call it beef since uh you know uh, mitch is not here we can call it the we're beef all carnivores show, here is that yeah, we're all converse here. Roar. The beef of the show. Uh, uh, we're all coming with three topics to, to to talk and discuss about. I'm coming with one. Parker's coming with one. Logan will probably think of one by the end of the show. Who knows? Um, but what I'm going to bring up is um, I was just thinking about this the other day because uh, one of my favorite amusement parks of Waldemere uh, just recently uh, got on social media and they said that their um, owner passed away, which is, is very sad. Um, His name is Paul. It was Paul Nelson. And he's been working at the park since he was 11 years old, which doesn't seem legal, but I guess back in the day, um, you know, you could have an 11 year old dishwasher and it was fine. Um, But he, he 
gosh, he, he died at, I forgot in his, I think he was in his eighties. What is 2023 minus 1933? Anybody? anybody A really big number. Here? 2023 minus 1933. Yeah. So 90. Yeah. 90. Yeah. I think he was 89 is, was his age. Um, but one thing I learned about, cause I posted a TikTok about, about this park and, the locals showed up and a lot of people talked about Paul. They're like the owner's there. He's great. He, he puts all this charm into the park. And it makes me think like Waldemere is one of the most underappreciated parks. And it's such a park that I love that I think a lot of people don't slow down and look at. So the topic I wanted to bring today was, you know, what are things that enthusiasts, um, whenever they go in and they're ranking their parks and, and giving these reasons why they like this park and why they don't like this park, what are some things that you guys think um, enthusiasts should appreciate more when they go to parks? It's like, oh, they don't even think about, uh, for, for me, like nostalgia is, is a big one. Like the, the feeling of going into a, an amusement park and having that classic feel of the bumper cars and, and the carousel and the organ music. Um I don't know. I just didn't know if you guys had any any anything like that um, as far as ranking your parks that you wish just enthusiasts in general appreciated more. I mean, I think this kind of goes back to the uh, last conversation that we had when, uh, what, what was it, a couple episodes ago when we talked about theming. But, uh, I mean, that's a big thing for me. And it doesn't yeah. even have to be, like, the immersive stuff like you see at Disney or Universal. But even, like, little statues and little fountains here and there or when parks come up with a cute little backstory that maybe only a few employees know, but, but, but just something like that, that just gives mm-hmm. these parts like a bit more of a sense of place and just a little bit more charm. What, what are some examples of like parks you've been to that like exude the, the theming that might not be that level, but there's also levels of charm. Do you have any like examples that, of parks that you've been to? I mean, Dollywood's always a big one for me. I, I mean, like, it doesn't really yeah. have themed lands, but the whole place kind of exudes that um, vibe of the Smokies. And I mean, all of the individual rides too kind mm-hmm. of lean into that. Like, I mean, every ride has a pretty good station and it kind of tells its own self-contained story. Like, I don't know, like even Wild Eagle, like it's so simple. You're just like soaring over the mountains, but they, they just really lean yeah. into that. And I, I just love it when parks do that. I think an underrated uh, ride there is actually Fire Chaser Express yeah, with too, their theming. Yeah. Um, signage is great in there. It's like you're, they've got all the story leading up to the station of like fires that have just been going on in the area. They have that like, front dedicated um, to the volunteer firefighters in the area. So, yeah. how cute is that? And I think that's you know? thing too. And I think, like, I think a lot kind of, of like something that pays tribute to the local region. Ooh, yeah. That's awesome. Like I secretly love like Kennywood's Steeler yeah. section that never really got built, but kind of did um, just because it's the most Pittsburgh thing of all time. Um, just to have this big black and yellow structure that almost ruins the park. But for some reason it fits because Kennywood is just themed to, to Pittsburgh. It feels like, um, yeah, I, I appreciate that a lot as well too. What about you, Logan? You, you have any, uh, Anything to say to this? Any any parks that you've enjoyed that's like, gosh, I really like this this element of the park, but most other people don't tend to hold that in high regards. Yeah, so I'm going to come at this from the angle that the experiences that I've had, which isn't so much on the sense of actual park experience or like nitpicking specifics, but what I think I would enjoy more and what I think enthusiasts need to enjoy more is the parks with the good food. We kind of joked about this for the last couple episodes. It's been a reoccurring joke, the chicken tendies and fries. But <laughs> look at our Discord. You got me, you got you, Coast Pro. We got Jeff, Goliath, Perry, all of these people, Tony, just constantly posting pictures of the fantastic food in their local areas. Yeah. Get more of that in the parks. Let's get some local people, local chains up here in uh, Regina at Mosaic Stadium. So like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders CFL Stadium. What they do for their concessions is half of them are local restaurants that they Ooh. have like an outlet version of the store in the actual stadium. So during the game, they can sell their stuff. It's like a reduced menu, obviously, but yeah. kind of more spotlight things like that. I would love to see in parks. No, that's a that's a great point, because I, I do think um, so many parks can be just 
elevated by a good culinary experience. Um, I think Silver Dollar City is one of those parks. Mm-hmm. You go to Silver Dollar City and like you go for the coasters, but this is not a park you leave to eat. Like nobody's leaving the parking lot. It's like let's go to the, you know, the McDonald's down the street. Like you do at a Six Flags park potentially to save some money. Um, but I think there's just a lot of parks that miss the mark when they don't have that culinary experience of like, what is that specialty food item? Um, I, I can think of parks I used to, to work at that didn't really have that element and them like trying to brainstorm, like, what could we bring back? What are some things about our park that make us special? The blue ice cream at Kings Island. I've never had it, but I know it's there and it's a, mm-hmm. a delicacy to locals. It's, it's, it's cool. Pink things yeah. at Six Flags over Texas. Um, what are good granny fries at Legoland? Oh, the, oh, the, the apple fries. I mean, not the granny fries. Have you guys ever had those? They're, they're no, amazing. I, I, I brought this up a couple shows ago. Is it Worth an apple cut like a fry? So they, they cut apples and then they like fry them in like a cinnamon oh. type. Um, blend and then they serve it with Cool Whip. It's okay. fire. Like I went to Legoland New York a couple you weeks did? ago. You haven't mentioned it. And uh, yeah, I've, I've been there. <laughs> I love that place. But what I did is I rode all the rides super early, and I actually waited for the food to open. And it was a uh, it was a good experience. So I think it's a good point, Logan. Yeah. I think if, yeah, the, the parks that do it well, and I mean, we'll get more into the actual specifics and way that that could potentially get in with our uh, next like Parker's topic here, events and festivals and all that kind of stuff potentially. But I think that's I just a big down. one that is underappreciated in the enthusiast community. Oh my God, my buzzing again. Is that, is that Mitch? Oh no. Why does he keep calling? He's in Europe. He should... He should be asleep right now. He should now. be. He's it's on the other side of the world. Part of the world. Okay. Well, I guess we answer it. Listen to listen to a monologue. You guys want to listen to Mitch? Hello, everybody. I am standing live from Holiday Park. My friend Will reminded me that I should record um, Holiday Park like live. I don't know why I keep forgetting to do that, but um, I'm glad I have someone here who is thinking about the podcast. Apparently, I'm in vacation mode. But anyways. Today we are at Holiday Park. Actually, we just finished. It's a pretty small park. And yesterday we did Europa Park. I haven't updated in a couple days. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, Yesterday Europa Park was really good. It was the second day. We thought it was going to be busier because it was Saturday, but it was actually deader than Friday. So we got lots done. Um, I actually vibed a lot. I I took it a lot easier than I did the the day before. So I got lots done. Um, had, uh, Had a blast on that front. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was really good. I rode Euromir a bunch of more times, Wodan, which is God tier a bunch more times. And then, yeah, we sadly left Europa Park. It was very sad. We did not want to leave. Let me tell you. Um, then last night we drove to, uh, up here in Holiday Park. Our hotel was something, <laughs> our hotel was something special, but you know what? Just cheap German hotels and that's all good. But, uh, we've been at Holiday Park for like two hours. What time is it now? What time is it even? 12, 12, 16. So we've been here two hours and 15 minutes. Got the kitty credit. We rope dropped the kitty credit. Logan, I know you'd be proud. And I, by we, I mean just me. Um, I rope dropped the kitty credit. So uh, I know I'm making Coaster Bro proud and making Logan cringe. So I hope uh, hope you all enjoying that. And um, uh, and then, yeah, so then we did the Sky Screamer, which is one of those premier rocket skyrocket model things but this one doesn't have comfort colors which is amazing so we rode that three times then i just got off expedition g4 six times it's an amazing ride for sure it's definitely not rewritable it's definitely like giving rmc vibes for sure um it is very very intense the ejector airtime is quite wild um but there's a but the my favorite part of the ride actually is a really fun i guess it's i don't know if it's a stangle dive or just a really intense s curve but it's really reminiscent of like maverick light like i think it's like before maverick really even existed i guess it was it was 2001 but overall an amazing coaster i mean there's this park is actually really cute um we had got warning this park was actually really going to be crap but it's really well themed there's lots of shade lots of beautiful pathways it's so so nice so i actually really enjoy that um and yeah oh expedition g-force is about to drop off the lift hill Okay, so you're going to hear this. So wait, here's a oh, coaster ASMR, coaster ASMR, coaster ASMR. 
it's it's gonna come back around, don't you worry. Is this the first time we've ever had coaster sounds, like actual coaster sounds on the Cuzzies? I don't know. Anyways, um, I love the ride. It's not as re-rideable for me. It reminds, it's very reminiscent of an RMC, um, but I really do like it. And I think if you're in the area, definitely come to Holiday Park for it. It's a classic. Okay, more ASMR, more ASMR. Hope you enjoyed that ASMR. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend coming here. It is really cute. Um, not as bad as everyone says, says it is, but the great thing is two hours, 15 minutes and we're done. We are beat from Europa Park and have a nice big meal. Check into the hotel early. Uh, spoiler, we're checking, we're staying on site at Fantasia Line, which I'm so fucking excited for. So yeah, hope everyone's doing well. We'll check in hopefully at Fantasia Line. Bye. All right. So cool hearing from Mitch here. I, I mean, I've heard so much about these parks and I mean, these are places that have been high on my bucket list. I don't know when I'll get out there, but it's kind of great that we get to uh, live vicariously through Mitch's phone calls. So Mitch, we appreciate you phoning in. Uh, but enough about you. Back to us. Um, I wanted to come here today uh, because I feel like I've been getting an email basically every week about some sort of new festival going on in the parks. I mean, the parks are all open, like we're in the full swing of the season, but it is, it's festival season right now. I mean, we got Cedar Point with their Frontier Food Festival. Uh, Canada's Wonderland has their uh, Celebration Canada event coming up. I think Kennywood's got a food festival coming up. So uh, have you guys ever experienced one of these like festivals, whether they be a food festival or any other kind of thing that the park's got going on that's just special and different from the regular operating day? Love yeah, you. I, I haven't actually been to a festival, I don't think, at a park, but I've been living vicariously through the hashtags and the Instagram posts from West Ed at their rave that they just hosted at the water park. <laughs> and I just thought that that looked like the coolest thing ever. I know I've talked about it a couple times on here before, but... They had two friends, Alan Walker, Felix Cartel, just a massive event that went on until 3 a.m. at the water park. And just I thought that looked like an absolute fantastic time and just something different and unique that you don't really see uh, super complex elsewhere. At least I haven't heard of it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I I've heard of water park parties before, but nothing that's like a full on like EDM festival. So that's that's pretty sick. Like that brings me back to my like mm -hmm. freshman years of university when we had these massive like EDM parties out on the hill. So add in some water slides. That sounds like a dope time. No kidding, Parker, I've right? seen you get down and dirty to Taylor Swift. I can only imagine you just being sweaty at an EDM concert. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll show you guys the, uh, the video footage. For now, it remains locked in the vault. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, Parker, this is a great topic because um, I think about this a lot, and especially when it comes to home parks. Um, I think some of my best days at Worlds of Fun, my unfortunate home park, is when they actually did great events like Winterfest, or I mean, they've always done Haunt, which is always okay. Um, but I, I remember a food a food festival there specifically where they would do. Uh, it was a beer and food festival and they did these samples and it was the best time. Um, and, and I, I think about, I've done bands, brews and barbecue at SeaWorld where I got to just see an Alan ja Jackson concert and sample like 12 beers beforehand and eat delicious barbecue. One of my best theme park days ever. Um, but when I think specifically about home parks and, I think it's unique uh, if we go back to Silver Dollar City because this is, I mean, they, it's just a perfect park, let's be honest. But they send these mailers to their pass holders and they're just advertising all their events because they have so many events. They have like uh, a barbecue and a bluegrass festival. They have street fest. They have like season pass holder appreciation days. They've got their Halloween event with the pumpkins. They've got the best Christmas event of all time. And when you think about like the parks that don't actually do events, worlds of fun, <laughs> um, where all they have is haunt and there's nothing to get you back to the parks. Nothing gets you excited uh, to go back. I can only go and ride Patriot so many times before I just don't need to go back. And um, I think it's important. I think it's a really important element to these parks 
And I think Six Flags got really good at it for a minute. And now they're kind of backing off. It kind of appears um, where they were even like finding ways to extend their year with festivals, like the Fire and Ice Festival that, that happened at over Texas was fantastic. Right, and they did, one of them so did that I, I scream just, break thing too, yeah. where they kind of did the hunt stuff, but like, yeah, I don't know, in the middle of spring. It was... <laughs> That one even kind of felt stupid, but at least like it was cool and like it was unique and it was a an experience that might be a once in a lifetime thing because it might not happen true, again. True. Right? A lot of these are very <laughs> experimental, but I mean, like I don't know. But it's cool, like experiment. Yeah. I like that. No, I feel like uh, like after a while, like even as much as we love our home parks, we we tend to get tired of them after a while, and like events like these, like I will plan weekends where I'll, like you know, not go to a park one weekend so I can go to one where there's something different going on. And I mean, I especially love when they incorporate kind of more of those local elements, like they bring in some local food. Like I know Wonderland, they do a lot of like Taste of Portugal, Taste of the Caribbean, where they'll bring in local food trucks, like people who are out there in the Toronto Mm -hmm. community, they'll bring them in. And uh, it's kind of nice that, I don't know, the park kind of shares their space with the community that they're in. Oh, that's another great element, like the communal aspect and and how like that can can tie in. Um, I think one thing I get jealous about with like Carowinds is they have like their state. Oh my gosh, I missed that by like a couple days. Like I saw all the decorations around the park when I went back in twenty twenty two, but I missed the actual celebrations. But it looked so good. Yeah, and it's just something that you can't copy and paste and put at you know King's Dominion because it wouldn't make sense. So like. I just wish there was more creative like that, especially at the smaller parks where they don't get as much love for those yeah. events. Um, I think that I think that's that's honestly like a when you look at tiered levels of how parks are, the parks that like dive into events really kind of escalate in the rankings yeah. for me. I mean, it's also kind of nice that most of these events are included with your park admission. It kind of adds extra value to your ticket. Now, I know there are a few things where uh, like they do charge like a completely separate admission like i know haunt and stuff like that is kind of a common example but uh have you... screen, screen break, break was one, one. and uh one of the biggest ones yep. that i i don't think it's returning this year but wild frontier nights at cedar point did you did you go to that one caleb no but i honestly i would go to the park just for an evening yeah, you of know that. what I, um, because i, I can had a friend who went to that experience. and uh they ended up having an extra ticket and i was in the park that day so i actually ended up going to experience it and at the beginning of the day i'm like okay i'm not gonna buy a ticket this seems stupid but honestly like you got mm-hmm. the exclusive ride time there was like axe throwing there was mechanical bull riding there was all of these extra like drink and food options like i mean i mentioned the frontier festival earlier that's something that cedar point ju- does uh during the day and anyone can do that but they converted all those mm-hmm. boots for the wild frontier nights and offered a completely different menu so you kind of got like two festivals in one so it, it was amazing and yeah I, I mean just being in that frontier town area too i think was smart I, i've always said like frontier town and cedar point mm-hmm. could be lifted up and plopped down in the middle of nowhere and that alone would be one of my favorite theme parks. the park honestly i would like cedar point better if yeah, it was just that sure. I personally would. I think it's too big. So, like, honestly, I, I I generally hate on Cedar Point all the time. But that that festival, I mean, high high ticket price. But I think I would yeah, pay. Like, it like I said, go. like after going and after seeing what it's like, I would I would pay to do it again. And that's not something I ever like. I, I'm a, I'm a cheap ass. I'll, I'll be honest. Like I I <laughs> I, I will save money that's where okay. I can. I am too. But that, that's something I would splurge on, even though like. I don't know. It's kind of sucky that you don't really get a season's pass discount, but I, don't, I felt like they put enough yeah. into it that it it, may, it would make it worth it. I hope that comes back. Yeah, me too. Oh, is the fucking phone ringing again? Damn it, Mitch. Mitch. I've had a Maybe you should start plan. to block the caller at some point. Yeah, I guess Mitch wants to tell us more about his Europe trip. Ah. Uh. He's like a, a university girl that just got back from uh, you know, studying abroad and just won't stop talking about Europe. That's how, that's how it feels right now. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's even relatable to the both of you. but Oh my God, you guys. You will not believe it. That's, that's my Mitch impression. Yeah. Good. <laughs> that's great. Well, yeah, let, let's listen to Mitch. 
Hello, Logan. I'm already going to apologize that it's noisy, but I just need everyone to have the sounds of Rootberg. So please listen to that Rootberg ASMR. That is fly up ahead, or what you can hear. And it's just like the best land ever. I could sit here and vibe for forever. But anyways, oh, it's not very, not a very big land. So I'm going to try to go somewhere quiet-ish. But overall, hello, everyone. I am reporting back again uh, here in Fantasialand. I'm going to sit on these sandbags, which I think are chairs. So I think I did a line last recording at Holiday Park. So after Holiday Park, we went to Cologne and checked into Hotel Matamba, which was amazing. Like, I would highly recommend anyone staying at Fantasialand to stay in... There it goes. To stay in one of their on-site hotels. Hotel Charles Lindbergh... <coughs> Sorry, Logan. I'm going to uh, not spoil it for anyone, but it's just a very immersive hotel that we chose not to stay at. And Hotel Lingbao looks cool, but Hotel Matamba was amazing. The hotel entrance right to where Black Mamba is. Oh my god. It was so convenient. So good. Our room was fantastic. Um, I loved it. I, I would highly recommend anyone staying there. Spend the money. Do it. It is so worth it. Because yeah, the parking situation in Fantasia Land is kind of weird and just everything. I don't know. It's just really weird. But anyways. Um, this is the second day at Fantasia Land. So we did all day yesterday. And then today, actually, we're about to head out because we're heading out to Wallaby Holland. But overall, this park, wow, like it is so beautiful. It is so well themed. It's so thoughtful. The attention to detail is amazing. It, it really is a one of a kind. And I don't know, it's not even, not even anywhere comparable to North America. I keep saying to everyone, I don't think I can come back to any North American park. I don't think there's anything. So. Um, I won't go too much into detail, like, line by line on the coasters, because I think I want to save that for the, like, for maybe the after show, like, once I'm all done, once I'm back, we'll go through, like, line by line, but, um, I think high level, I think what everyone does want to hear is, like, the main ones, so, um, of course, where I'm sitting now, Fly and Rupert, the area is spectacular, it is, I started crying, if you saw my Instagram story, oh, there it goes. I started crying when I feel like this is going to be like this recording is going to be like me being doing a coaster podcast with like a Marvel movie in the background. That's just sound like, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it literally flew right up ahead of me. Um, so yeah, this music in the background is like Marvel music, which is hilarious. But anyways, um, Fly and Rookberg, uh, it's stunning. Like the land is spectacular. It is so full of life. It is so detailed. It is so immersive. I feel like I'm in, like, remember that movie Wild Wild West? I didn't remember that. That's what I feel like I'm in. It's incredible. Fly itself, the ride. Queue is horrible. I mean, okay, so I'm going to say overall, the Fantasyland or Fantasyland queues are not quite as immersive as Europa Parks. Um, they definitely are, and, and not as pretty as Trip Strills. They definitely are a bit more industrial, very just a bit more functional, which there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that at all, but it's just like they're just boring. But Fly itself has a very, very comfortable restraint, very, very comfortable sitting position. So if anyone is a little bit bigger, find a little more uncomfortable in the B&M flyers, this one is much more comfortable. Um, but overall, it still has that, you know, very positive G-heavy kind of layout. So you do press up against your restraints. So it is on the painful side, I would say. But the thing that saves Fly for me are the um, inversions, which are truly incredible like god tier they're so so good um and then also the weird moments of airtime you know sometimes on like b&m flyers there are airtime moments and their whole body gets airtime which is amazing like while laying down this is like that but more like this is the most amount of airtime i've ever felt on a b&m height or I, a flyer in general um, so those two points of it are amazing, but overall, I wouldn't say it's like super readable for me because it's just like you are pressed up against that restraint while going through most of the positive G moments. So it, it's a lot. Um, if you really enjoy like the positive Gs or really enjoy being pressed up, you might, you'll probably really like this. But for me, I was happy with my two rides and, um, yeah, love that. Um, Black Mamba over in the, I don't know if you know that area is called of the park, beautifully themed. Uh, it's really, really nice. And the interaction with the tunnels and the trenches and the pathways are 
really something. They're really, really fun. But overall, I would say short layout, um, especially the end. It really packs a punch at the start. And then the sh at the end, it kind of just dies out, um, which is unfortunate. But I, you know what? I love a good B&M invert, so I'm not mad about it. Coaster's going to come up ahead again. So here's your... Wait. I don't even know. I don't even know the layout. Oh, here it is. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah, I love it. So... Um, so that's Black Mamba, and then um, Colorado Adventure was a huge, huge surprise. Probably the most aggressive ride. <laughs> it's so, like, it's basically like if, like, Old Arrow designed a crazier Big Thunder Mountain. It is wild. It is ejector airtime, throw you to your seat. Shouldn't be allowed with just, like, a buzz, like, a lap bar, overall big lap bar. It's wild. It's completely wild. Um, that's Colorado Adventure, and then... I think the only other major... Oh, well, Chi I'll talk about Chiapas before I talk about the number one coaster here, of course. Um, at Chi Chiapas is just incredible. It's the water ride designed by Intamin, which is just like, oh my god. It's it's so, so good. Bye, Fly. It's... I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but I just want to say that like, it is truly spectacular. It is... There's so many surprises... The steep drop, you feel it. It's a I think it's still the steepest water ride drop. You absolutely feel it. And, yeah, I, I loved it. But the number one, of course, what you all came for is Taryn. Yes, just, yes, it is so good. I was worried that it would be a bit more of, like, more of, like, a blitz coaster without, like, the Maverick crazy quickness. It was just, it, I thought it might fly around a bit more but it's like maverick velocicoaster it's everything all in once in one coaster and those launches first one's good the second one is wild and there's some like crazy stangle s turn that you just get I, i'm just launched on my seat so taryn is amazing i somewhere in my top five probably my top five i don't know where yet but it's gonna it's just it's incredible so um with the line for it is brutal so no cute quick queue for it this week which sucks i guess they're doing some work on the quick queue entrance and so they had to wait in the switchbacks and they're brutal unthemed cattle pens switchbacks just brutal so um that's Taryn. overall a great park i love it um food i would say I, I would say overall i think i like europa park better um but i will get more into that a little bit later but otherwise i think i'm gonna go check out the gift shop um and then i think we're gonna head out and for wallaby hall and so i'll check in with you later bye bye so Fantasia land fantasia land i still don't know how to pronounce it but oh my goodness mitch did it look like you had a good time there i don't know about y'all but the stories he was posting and the just spontaneous text he was sending me was uh indicating of a good time yeah that's a that looks like one of the best themed parks in the world um i can't wait for him to dive a little bit deeper into uh some of the amazing attractions there so i am I, you know, I am a little spiteful of Mitch for calling us all the time, but it does sound like he's having a good time. And I mean, like, it's it's free content for the show and makes our lives easier. So honestly, I should be more grateful to be able to have a bit of a lazier day here and uh, not have to plan so much. But uh, I did plan something as we were recording. My topic's going to be meetups. Have you guys ever been to any, like, official or unofficial park meetups? So, like... I mean, I haven't really gone to an actual park meetup, uh, but I have done an event with Ace. Like, I, like I'm not an Ace member myself, but uh, is this is a common theme for me. I always mooch off of my friend's tickets. Like I said, I'm a cheap ass. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll oh, mooch yeah. off of where my friends can get me in for free. But there was, uh, there was an Ace event in Niagara Falls, which, uh, I mean, I guess we have Marine Land, but this was during the off-season. So we visited some water parks and did all of the clifton hill stuff and for those of you who don't know clifton hill is basically canada's answer to like a pigeon forge or like a branson missouri so it, it was like coaster people but like not necessarily in a park okay what about uh, I, you coaster bro what are your experiences with meetups yeah so i've done a I did like coaster christmas or something like 10 years ago um i got to be a guest of an ace member and did an ace event and you know, we got like an hour of ERT and these park presentations. I remember Slitterbond was still a thing in Kansas City and we got like Slitterbond tickets. Like they just gave us comp tickets. Yeah. Um, so it was really actually kind of cool. Like I was in the prime of my nerdiness too. Um, 
I didn't really like, if I'm being honest, I didn't really like the social element of it, <laughs> of like just uh, kind of talking to, um, you know, the nerdier side of the uh, hobby, it felt like, with Ace. Um, and I'm not taking a stab at anybody that's an Ace member, but like in general, it feels a little bit nerdier than I'm comfortable with. Um, but that's okay. It's it, We're all in the same hobby. But um, I've also done free RT with the In The Loop podcast, uh, went to Adventureland, and that was a good time. There was like free beer, free food, and an hour of BRT on Monster, and it was a lot less structured than an Ace event. It was pretty chill, uh, and I enjoyed that. And it was also like weird because I was seeing a lot of people I've talked to for years on the internet for the first time, and like it was almost overwhelming. <laughs> Like, uh, I remember meeting, um, Zach from your favorite coaster sucks and thinking like, ah, I just, I didn't spend enough time with him while he was there. I felt bad. Um, so it's a little bit of anxiety, uh, I get from it. So then where I, where I wanted to take this then is if we were to, in theory, have a coaster cousins meetup. What kind of vibe are we looking for? What kind of activities are we looking for? What kind of location? So I'm going to toss this to Parker first and wow. then just give me kind of some ideas on what you would like to look for in that potential. Wow, Logan, you're putting a lot of pressure on me here. <laughs> just plan our trip, I, I mean, I guess, I guess off the top of my head, I mean, like, <laughs> I feel like as, like, a group, the Coaster Cousins, like, we're pretty chill, like... I don't know. I feel like we take people from all walks of life and from all like, I guess, levels of enthusiasm in the hobby. So I feel like no matter what we do, like we definitely carry on that vibe. Um, and it would just be, it would just be a great time. Like there'd be no pressure, no, I don't know. I feel like with some of these meetups, um, it, there might be a sense of like apprehension from some people or like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Or like even Caleb, you were saying like the ACE events, there can be a bit of extreme nerdiness. I don't know. I feel like you can just come as you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There. Exactly. I feel like, I, yeah. I feel like a Coaster Cousins event would be, it would just be chill. Um, in terms of actual activities, I mean, I don't know. I, I love how some of these, uh, like, I guess, meetups organized by podcast, uh, they, they do some like, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like early ride time, exclusive ride time. Like I, I know the Coaster Radio podcast does yeah. that with their meetups. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, this is a good discussion. I <laughs> great ideas. All good. Feel free to toss it to. Feel free to toss it to Coaster Bro. Then Coaster Bro, what uh, what it. kind of sway do you think we have in the community to make something like that happen? Well, yeah, I think I think we have a little bit of sway to make some some small meetups happen and get get the, get that going off the ground for sure. Um, but I think what, kind of what Parker was saying, like, uh, the intensity of some of these meetups of like getting there early in the morning, doing like an hour of VRT in the morning and like staying at the park all day. I don't stay at parks all day. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like, even if it's like fucking Hershey park, I'm out by four. Like I've ridden what I need to. I don't need to stand in line for an hour to ride a boomerang. Like I bought the flash pass and I'm, I'm ready to go take a nap. Um, so for me, I think it would be, uh, you know, some sort of structure either at the beginning or end of the day. Um, I think ERT would be amazing, but I know prices of ERT vary heavily from location to location. And um, yeah, so I think it would be like a park that you can just kind of relax at and vibe out and, and spend maybe a half day. But if you're having a good time with friends, you can you can hang out uh, into the night, depending on your intensity level. There's no pressure to stick around for a night ERT. When you have all day to ride the fucking ride. <laughs> I don't know. Like I think it'd be cool if our group we did something in like more of an obscure park. Like I don't I feel like we're always mm-hmm. talking about like the Waldemirs, the Arnold's parks, the the Canobles of the world. So like I feel like that would very much fit um fit that vibe. And like if you did like a picnic grove park you could actually just do fun shit and get good food in and like not have to pay the park prices for like decent uh, food. Like you could walk into Knobles with like 
coffee and donuts for everybody and it would be fine. If you tried to do that at Cedar Point, um, security would be called on you. Like, why, why are you bringing yeah. liquids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's another another point of like some sort of cool place to go to. Yeah. No, that's pretty much what I was getting on and what I think I would want to see out of a potential meetup event that we did is very loose structured. Like you said, I could care less about ERT. I'd be more concerned about having just like a space or the ability for us to bring in our own food and do that kind of thing. Cause I don't know, like I like cooking and I know we got lots of other people that like cooking. So I feel like that would lend itself better to that and have a little time where you could have like a picnic lunch or, you know what I mean? Like make pizzas in a park yeah, or something. Absolutely. That'd be cool. And then I don't know. I also would like to look for other things to do outside of the parks on the weekends so maybe just like selfishly for Logan to like sneak away to an ask car race or like go to the baseball game or just like do things outside of the park. Kind of like you were saying at the top of this little segment here, Parker, just to go wander around and explore some other stuff that isn't necessarily in the parks itself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, the- I'll give a plug. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I, I was just going to give a plug to your favorite you coaster sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give uh, your favorite coaster sucks a plug here because they have a pretty cool event that they're doing in Chicago where they're like going to catch a game at Wrigley and, and then do Six Flags America. And they're they're just like renting out a theater and doing like like a, a, a showing of a show with like commentary. Like that's just super unique and cool. Um, I don't think that's Did our you- vibe, but that's definitely like a part of their show. So it's like really cool to see them highlight that. Yeah, no, definitely. So I don't know, just definitely wanted to get some feelers out there and just see where some of the other people are like, because, you know, Parker, we don't always get to have you on a full show like this. So I wanted to see where your brain was at on that kind of thing. For sure. And Parker also would like cheap. Yeah. Yes. Or if you wanted to pay for my ticket, that would be fine, too. (laughs) Even better. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start you a GoFundMe. Listen, like I said, I'm starting my master's in September. I Still not done paying off my undergrad, so <laughs> poach college. Nice very great. fair. Oh, okay. M- oh. Mitch must be. I think Mitch is calling in to tell us about. How, oh no, it's not. Probably not about the event. It's probably about Europe. Uh, does he have more to talk about? Is he going to talk about Wallaby? I think that's where he said his next step on his trip was. I don't know which Wallaby it is. Maybe it's both of them. I guess I guess we'll let Mitch introduce and uh, see what he's been up to. Here. He's got tickets for me. Both the Wallaby worlds. Good evening. Or, well, it's evening here. But good whatever you are doing, wherever you are. It is another update. I think everyone should be proud of me for remembering to do these um, voice notes for the podcast. And by everyone should be proud of me, everyone should be proud of my friend Will, who is traveling with me. Because every single day, I think every day but one, I've forgotten to do it. And Will has reminded me, and I and he just reminded me now to do it. So I think we should all be proud of Will for reminding me to do this. But anyways, today we are in Brussels. So tomorrow is Wallaby um, Belgium, but I'm here to tell to whoa, I'm here to talk to you about Wallaby Holland, which we just went to today, which was so much fun. So Wallaby Holland being the former Six Flags Park and and kind of having a reputation as being the Six Flags of Europe, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought it was going to be kind of crappy, similar to Six Flags Park. But it honestly, just I think that's the theme for this trip is it's exceeding all, it exceeded all my expectations, like the coasters, the operations, the food, the the state of the park, the quality of the coasters. I mean, it is a great, great park. Um, I would say for North Americans on that and this standard, I think it it's probably on par with a really good Cedar Fair park. Like it's not quite as good as Cedar Point, Kings Island, or Carowinds, but I would say it's up there with the rest of the 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 rest of the next year, Kings Dominion, that sort of thing. Um, I think it's also I think it's also an elite. It would be an elite Six Flags park. Um, I think there's really actually decent amount of theming. I think the the stations are really fun. I think some of the queues, especially Express Platform 13's queue, is fantastic. I think the Lost Gravity area is really weird and and fun, and they play fun music. But overall, um, I really really like that park. I really, um, it really shocked me and surprised me. Um, I think uh, everything. Honestly, I think there was a good 
collection of coasters. There's not a coaster that I really didn't like, maybe minus Condor, the SLC, the very first one. But Goliath was great. It reminded me of Exhibition G-Force. If Exhibition G-Force and Ride of Steel had a baby, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Um, and then Untamed was... I, when I first wrote it, I was a little bit eh, But then as the more I wrote it, I was like, this is really good. I think the elements work really well together. I still don't love the... I think it's a triple up or I don't know what it's called, what the element's called. But it is the kind of quick succession of ejector airtime hills kind of midway through the ride not my favorite but everything else the really cool wave turns the really cool inversions into a cutback i think that's similar to steel vengeances but um lost gravity i think was the biggest probably surprise of the day um wow what a coaster that is i don't know why more parks don't have that it is smooth it is wild it is great airtime it's super re-rideable i love it i mean the capacity is shit of course but um, I'm hope maybe with that, with that Voltron they're doing at Europa Park when they're doing more longer trains, maybe that'll make it, um, be, I guess, a little more capacity friendly. But, um, overall, I thought it was a great park. I really, really enjoyed it. We went on a Wednesday, so it was really dead. I mean, I had all the credits by 12 o'clock, so it was just rerides at that point. Um, and then they had some vegan options, which is great, but I don't know, the, the park is just in a really good shape. It's, it's lots of really nice foliage area. There's, there's, it just, it, it felt cared for and it felt in a way that I think in North American terms, that would be a top tier park. So, um, really enjoyed that. It was a really pleasant surprise. I'm excited to compare it against Belgium tomorrow. I can't believe we're almost at the end of this coaster trip. I like, it's so close. Only two more parks. Like, Oh my, we're uh, talking today about Europa and how much we missed that. And it's, gosh, like, I, like, I can't believe it. So a week ago, like, it's Wednesday, Wednesday, May something at 8.27 p.m. I think a week ago today, I think I was on the plane. Or, no, I was still working, but I left a week ago today from Toronto, and I just can't believe it's been that long. Can't believe how much has been done since then. Like, uh, just looking at that time where I'm like, we didn't, I didn't know anything that I had yet to experience and uh here i am so anyways yeah that's my ramblings for the day i'm actually very excited to go by this like word line by line can you let i don't know where this is going to line in the episodes but if you want to hear a word by word line by line um review of the parks or maybe ask take questions on it let me know like do you actually want to hear that or are these suffice um maybe maybe logan and uh coaster bro can uh can kind of chime in there as well but anyways let me know happy to do whatever because I'm, I'm loving doing this and i'm can't wait to recap it but also at the same time i'm sad it's almost over i mean my trip isn't almost over i'm gonna be away for a lot longer but the coaster part is gonna be almost over but anyways bye hello again from belgium well i was in belgium yesterday but hello again from Japan in western belgium um it is me checking in again are you tired of me hearing me I know we said I would be gone for four weeks, but bitch, I'm not fucking leaving. So you don't like me? Well, I don't know why you're listening. But anyways, today we went to Wallaby, Belgium, which I think in theme with this entire trip was a pleasant surprise. I think everything everything that I've definitely experienced has been a pleasant surprise. And I think me and Will both agree that a, like very few things have have been below our expectations. Everything has either met or exceeded our expectations in a lot of ways. Um, and Wally Belgium is no, no, um, uh, no, I guess outlier to that. But, um, overall the park was absolutely beautiful. I think it was extremely well themed. Um, one, actually many major differences between Wallaby Holland and Belgium is that Wallaby Holland felt more like a Six Flags park with lots of pop music playing. I think Logan likes that vibe a lot. He likes that, uh, um, uh, lots of pop music playing everywhere. Very Six Flags, very Cedar Fair-esque. But Wallaby Belgium had themed music everywhere. Every, every land there was theme music. So in the Wild West theme, they would play like the, uh, randomly the Indiana Jones <laughs> like theme song they also played like the um uh like a bunch of the classic wild west songs you hear at steel vengeance um in the conda area was very like like jungly music the tiki area was very like polynesian music and then one of our favorites is over in i guess sort of the tiki area there was like a michael jackson billy jean cover of 
with using like, I guess, tiki style music. It was really weird, but it was great. So love the theme music. The lands were themed extremely well. All the buildings, all the facades, even the stores, which is very rare, I think, outside of a Disney park for the inside of the stores to be themed. Um, really, really enjoyed all that. The queues were really well themed. Um, the, I think the best queue, I mean, Conda was amazing. Calamity Mine was great. Psych Underground was great. So these were, this was a really, really good park that totally took me by surprise, but we definitely could see where the old legacy of the Six Flags Park was. Kind of in the, the, the front right of the park where Luke Guru is. You can definitely tell that corner was, has been left alone since the Six Flags days. So I think they've really come up and, uh, changed and updated a lot of the stuff in the park, except for that one corner. Um, last thing I'm going to say before I get to the coasters is the two dark rides. Oh my God. Two trackless dark rides, both shooting. One of them, the Popcorn's Revenge, I think was built, must've been built very recently. It was very new. One of my favorite, if not my favorite shooting dark ride of all time. It was so good. It was like not too long, perfect. No 3D glasses, no shit like that. It was really good. A trackless system. I loved it. So highly recommend Coasters, I actually think, is where this park really struggles. There's not a lot of great coasters here. Psych Underground is good, but they basically neutered a Schwarzkopf shuttle loop, which sucks. Um, it's, like, nowhere near as good as Montezuma's Revenge. I don't know how the new Montezuma is going to be. but um, And everything else just kind of blends together. There's not really anything that's, like, wow. I think the only two that are really worth mentioning that I want to talk about are Pulsar and Conda. Um, Pulsar was a really pleasant surprise. If you, I sat in middle of the tr- middle of the boat, middle uh, seat, didn't get that wet, but that launch, both forwards and backwards, it really packs a punch. I really enjoyed it. I can really see more parks getting that. So, um, if you've ridden the one at Six Flags Over Texas, let me know if you liked it because I really liked Pulsar. Conda, I think, um, and and Logan and I had actually watched a POV of this back in the Prairie Coasting days, and both agreed that this would be an amazing coaster and. It was very good, but it wasn't great. And maybe I'm just getting to the point where I'm a spoiled enthusiast. I know what I like. And if it's not an RMC, it's not going to be amazing, you know, that sort of thing. But I really was expecting just a little more. The drop and the first two elements are incredible. But the ride is very graceful, but it does have a lot of dead spots. And then, of course, the end is just all um, it, like airtime hills. So great restraints, beautiful trains, great station. Um, but I would say it's a good ride, great first drop, but it's not my not my favorite. It's still good. It's still good, very high up there. I really enjoyed it, but I was expecting just a little bit more. Overall, I love that park. Um, I think they need to RMC Loop Guru, and if they do, they would be an elite park. But for now, it's just a cute little stop along the way. Um, tomorrow is the last park day, Plopsaland to Pan, and then that's the end of the coasters. That's the end of the updates you'll hear. Hope you've been enjoying them, and I hope you've all had a great month. Chat with you later. Bye. Well, that was a great time hearing Mitch talk about Wobbly World, both of them. Um, Surprisingly, a lot more themed than I was imagining. So uh, I'm sure he mentioned that in the call, right? Probably. Um, But yeah, pretty cool. Uh, Can't wait to hear more about Wobbly. Wobbly Worlds. Six flags, (laughs) girl. Yeah, Six Flags Europe. Um, excellent. Well, that was a that was a fun little show, Parker. Man, you you want to close it out for us? Be our oh, guest. Okay, what an honor. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for uh, thanks for having me here as well. It's like I said, it's always an honor to come on. Um, if you want more from us, I mean, there's a little site out there. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's solo.to slash coaster cousins you can find all of our links you can find all of our episodes you can find all of that good stuff so uh i recommend heading over there and uh with that gentlemen it's uh it's been a pleasure and uh i don't know remember to eat your veggies eat your poutine and stay fly and go check out adventures with parker Indeed, on YouTube. yes do that as well <laughs> season and seven season coming seven. up seven and what do you know it's um Gosh, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be one more voice recording at the end of the show, right? Honestly, Probably. if Mitch rings my ringer, I'm done answering it. So I'll I'll play you the message if he leaves one. All right, you can listen to the voicemail after the after the music fades out. If he calls me.
Guten Tag. Guten Tag. It is me, Mitch. Did you forget about me? No, you probably didn't because these are probably all in one big episode. But uh, hello. This is going to be the last trip report you hear from me live from Europe. Unfortunately, it is not from on site from the last park, unfortunately. I think we had a lot of fun times there, but sadly, um, at Plopsaland, I was just <laughs> the sleep deprivation and exhaustion and rushing because we only had three and a half hours there took over. So you are hearing this the next day from me in Berlin. And I'm going to save some of the fun stories for the main feed, but today I'm just going to focus on just the day itself, the park, the coasters. We had three and a half hours there, so it really isn't going to be a full report of the park because I only rode two coasters. Um, so I think I'll save some of the more, like, like I said, the fun stuff for later, but I'll just focus on the two coasters for now and uh, send you off to Coaster Bro and Logan for the rest of the time. I'm sorry if I sound defeated. I am just truly, <laughs> I am so out of it. Um, I'm just going to have a relaxing day here in Berlin. But anyways, Popsaland. Um, first ride we did was uh, Heidi the Ride, my 299th coaster cred. Uh, GCI, kind of similar to like a, a Gravity Group family style coaster in the likes of um, Kentucky Flyer, that sort of thing, but much, much worse. <laughs> like much, much more boring. Like it was in the morning, it was early in the morning, but I think that was the worst GCI I've ever ridden. It is like one, well, they're running on one train, of course. And there's like, I think there's only like six rows. And because of that, I mean, maybe it's better later in the day because we were only there from 10 to uh, like one thirty, So it never really warmed up for me and nothing special. I think it is my worst, least favorite GCI, but I'd go back and ride it again. But Ride to Happiness, my 300th credit. Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. What a time. What a fucking coaster. I didn't know what I expected, but whatever I did expect, it blew it completely out of proportion. It was unbelievable. I literally wrote it 12 times. I didn't write anything else. Holy fucking shit. Just how does that coaster exist? I'm very excited to write Time Traveler now, but Ride to Happiness, oh my fucking God. It's hard to even comprehend. I I can't even put into words. So I really want to kind of go into more of my thoughts on the show, um, but just wow. So this is a little short update from me in Berlin. I am sad the coaster part is over. I actually had a lot more stamina than I thought. I think if I slept better, um, I would have been a lot better in terms of energy. But even so, I'm actually pretty impressed with myself. 50 credits, 8 parks, wait, 7 or 8 parks, um, 2,000 kilometers of driving, so just over 1,000 miles of driving, <laughs> just what the fuck. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't even believe that's even real. But I hope, uh, you know what, Coaster Bro and Logan will uh, tie over. I think there is a couple more guests as well. So if you're missing me, I know you're missing me so, so much. Don't worry, I'll be back. Maybe they'll they'll ask me to pop in for a random segment at some point while I'm here. But otherwise, hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye.